Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome to today's episode of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Grateful to you for tuning in today. Do me a favor. We're still a relatively new show here on these airwaves, and I would be absolutely honored uh, if you wouldn't mind reaching out to a friend of yours or maybe a parent or sibling or something, uh, letting them know about this new show here. Uh, We try to have fun. We try to bring you uh, the latest uh, and most accurate information available. Uh, And we also, I want to hear from you. Every chance you you get to to, to reach out and let me know what you're thinking about or what you'd like to hear covered on this program, I'd be grateful. Uh, A great way to do that is via the Utah Community Credit Union text line. It's 57500. Uh, so hop on there. Let me know what you think uh, about this program and every episode uh, and anything. Any, any thoughts you might have, I'm open to them. Another uh, area I'd like to call your attention to is the Facebook page. Uh, Lee Lonsberry, I've got a Facebook page. Uh, you, you go on there. Uh, today in particular, something interesting I'd like you to see. Uh, there is this case you know about Lori Vallow and her children uh, who are missing. Well, the FBI sent me a fascinating document to, today uh, and all the rest of us here in the newsroom, uh, and it is uh, a plea for help. You see, the, the family, they went and visited Yellowstone Park uh, on September 8th of last year, and what the FBI has done, uh, they said, we need your help, public. Uh, Would you go through your vacation photos, and if you are able to see in the background of any of those photos any of these individuals, uh, there's a vehicle, a license plate, if you see any of that, uh, please reach out. And if you go to my Facebook page right now, uh, there are some photos, and there's a vehicle, and there's added information for you to possibly help. And that is, of course, if you or someone you know went and visited Yellowstone on September 8th, of last year. Uh, so check that out. We later on in the program are going to be speaking with Debbie Dejanovic, who, as you well know, she worked for the FBI for a number of years on issues just like this. She uh, turned to the public for help on a number of occasions. She's going to come and join us just after one o'clock and explain some of those tactics. Uh, she's going to tell us how effective they were during her tenure and uh, just help us understand what's going on uh, with the FBI as they partner with uh, the Rexburg Police Department and other agencies trying to solve the mystery. Uh, bottom line, there are two kids missing. And the FBI and others are trying to find them, and you may be able to uh, help out. We're also on today's program going to be talking about the coronavirus. In just a moment, uh, I'll be joined by KSL News Radio's Mary Richards, expert broadcaster. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the uh, some of the myths. I'll tell you what, there, there was a trend that kind of went around over the past couple of days, right? And it was folks passing around recipes for making their own homemade hand sanitizer. If you go to some of the stores, you'd be hard-pressed to find it uh, everywhere. Some of the Purell has been all bought out. And so, folks, uh, and here in Utah, certainly, where we are an industrious people, the beehive state and all, uh, we <laughs> uh, turn to some homemade remedies. Well, uh, 
last night, as I was thinking about today's program, I thought, you know what? We have cameras in the studio. Uh, the KSL News Radio app, uh, powered by Any Hour Services, uh, there is a, a way to look in here on the studio. And I thought to myself, you know what might be fun? Uh, if I were to bring all the ingredients together here in studio, there's uh, some like aloe gel and some uh, rubbing alcohol and maybe some of those essential oils. Uh, <laughs> I know a few people who could help me find some of those uh, nearby, and I was going to mix it all up. But then, but then I come into the the office this morning, and what do I find? Uh, that maybe, maybe just uh, making at home hand sanitizer isn't the greatest of ideas. Uh, Mary Richards, how you doing? You're making me laugh so hard. I'm so sorry. Also, while you were talking, I was sharing your Facebook post. Oh, very good. So Outstanding. That. That's a serious deal. Yeah. Uh, an opportunity for you if you were visiting Yellowstone Park on September 8th of last year to maybe help in this right. uh, missing children's case. Now, here's the thing. You and I, in the commercial break leading up to the open of the program, we're talking about this. We, yeah. We're sitting here making jokes about uh, coronavirus. That's how we cope. It is, right? But then we wonder... Are people overreacting just a little bit? It's so hard to know. Yeah. One of the, I mean, one of the ways you deal with with stuff like this is you make jokes. If you're an SNL watcher like I am, you know, they open the show with uh, with some jokes about this coronavirus. Yeah. And the memes are going so crazy. Yeah. So, and I don't know if that's just us trying to make sense of all of this or saying that's crazy or just being like, ah, I'm a little bit nervous, so I'm going to make a joke about this. So. Uh, I, too, wish we could have brought in the, the uh, ingredients and made some hand sanitizer here. I really thought that would be, like, great video for the, yes. for the app, you know. But uh, should we? Should I walk you through it? Yeah. What, okay. have, we, what have we learned since? Uh, how have we gotten wiser since 24 hours ago? Um, just <laughs> – see, this is where you're making me laugh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Just use soap and water. Every doctor's like, that's great. You know, I'm glad you're, you're per, you know, using that hand sanitizer. But soap and water and hand washing does better at killing the virus. Whereas if you look at that Purell right beside you, sure. it says kill, kills germs. It doesn't okay. say kills viruses. Mm. And this is a coronavirus. Right. Um, but if you want to at home, yeah, it's just a two to three mix of uh, aloe gel and rubbing alcohol. And then those essential oils to change the scent if you'd like. Or if you like a strong scent of alcohol. Just I'm so tempted to make jokes, right? I was thinking to myself, okay, well, which of the essential oils would I put in there? Which... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then you know i mean i carried one around kind of carry one around with me that smells really good like some fruity flavor and so i feel yeah. like it's like my my perfume or something sure. <laughs> is my hand sanitizer we here at and now here's let's turn to the series for a second we uh here at broadcast house and at workplaces and schools around the state and i'm certain around the country we're seeing new signage in the bathroom yes. there are we've got some in our bathroom here yeah for the first i i worked here a long time ago yep. uh i have never seen anything like that you see it of course when you go to restaurants those sure. Uh, All employees must employees. wash hands. Yeah, I always presumed I was exempt from that. You not presumed they were going to come wash your hands. Employees must wash your hands, like right. like Portland, where they waiting. have to pump your gas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like where are That's they? Right. I stole that. That was, that was my brother's joke. <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah, soap and water, and you, I'm pretty sure you can just get soap. I did want to point out that uh, also on Pinterest, uh, another good rubbing alcohol recipe is to make your own ice pack. With two parts water, one part rubbing alcohol, and it won't freeze the ice like a solid block in your freezer. Is this so you can, is this this is not coronavirus? This is, not, this is otherwise. This is if you this have is like a, a headache and you need like an ice pack, oh, or you okay, bonked your good. if your little boy bonked his elbow and needs an ice pack on it. You know, girls can bonk their elbow too. You know, I have four boys. I'm, so a, girl, I just I'm a girl. I'm a girl dad. <laughs> you now. are a girl dad, and I do have a little girl too. <laughs> uh, so that's a side note. That uh, Google that if you want to. Also, if you've bought all this rubbing alcohol to make sure. your own uh, hand sanitizer, oh, I got you. I you see. could also make your own ice packs. Yeah, very good. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Hey, I did also want to show you this. Um, uh, another thing they say to stop the spread of the coronavirus is to stop touching your face. 
I do it all the time now that I'm paying attention. I do too. I think you just did it. I have done it so many times today. In the next segment, we're going to be speaking with Jed Bull. Jed and I this morning had the opportunity to attend this massive (laughs) roundtable meeting with the experts from around the state, the lieutenant governor who, following the the federal model by President Trump, has been appointed by Governor Herbert to uh, spearhead a task force at uh, tackling and approaching this. Uh, There were the state epidemiologist was there. There were, I mean, if if you are a relevant expert, they were sitting around the table and I'm sitting there every time. I was caught myself like rubbing my face and scratching my <laughs> And I felt so bad because they kept saying, don't do not touch. touch your face. You don't touch your eyes. Don't touch your nose. Yeah. Don't touch your mouth. Wash your hands. This says it's because we do it because it might be different ways. We might feel uneasy or unsettled. We might be trying to avoid being distracted. Or we just have an itch. <laughs> I, 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 all of the above. All of oh, those it. things. Yeah. Uh, if it's a nervous tick, yep. If it's a tell, I'm playing poker, yep. Uh, and I, my face is often itchy. There's all, there's so many reasons for me to touch my face. I may uh, th- today's program will be broadcast with my hands in my pocket. I'm gonna bring in a buzzer that? and I'll just watch you and be like, okay. bzz, 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 it happened. Uh, now, listen, we are uh, talking a little bit flippantly about something that's very serious. Uh, in California, the governor there has now declared a state of emergency. And, you know, I'm going to talk at greater length with this uh, about this issue with Jed Bowl as he joins us in the next segment. But the, the notion of a state of an emergency I just and did a declaration. <laughs> Stop touching I'm your sorry, face. I scratched my nose. I had you to. Did it again. Continue. Emergency. State of emergency is a scary thing. Right. And when we see it uh, on the headlines of the newspaper or on the evening news or when we break in here during broadcast to alert uh, folks that a state of emergency has been declared, the verbiage there, it, it calls upon, uh, you know, thoughts of, of extreme excitement and urgency, and this is trouble, and we ought to be uh, on guard. Now, what was explained to us upstairs here by the lieutenant governor is that's not exactly the case. As well, uh, Joe Doherty, who, who we hear oh, from right. often Emergency on these. management. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Uh, talked uh, uh, to us about the nature of these uh, declarations. When a state of emergency is declared, it is not to be interpreted necessarily that we are facing an outbreak here in the state of Utah, that things are out of control, uh, or that this new coronavirus is running rampant uh, throughout the community. The big reason why governors make the choice to declare states of emergency is in an effort to streamline uh, and make more available their access to certain resources, both money and manpower. When we are operating under a state of emergency, we are much more nimble and dynamic in our uh, ability to approach uh, the unknown, which is what we're facing now in this coronavirus. Yep. Perfect. Well, very good. We're going to continue this conversation next. Jed Bull from KSL Television is going to join me here in studio. We're going to discuss what the experts told us this morning. KSL uh, has uh, undertaken a, a massive effort to make sure that the information we're delivering is accurate, that it is fair, and that it is done in uh, the spirit of arming you with information and not causing fear. I, I may make jokes about it, uh, but the truth is uh, there is reason to be optimistic, and there are some very practical things that you can do to safeguard yourself and your family. We're going to continue this conversation next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.